Hey guys, welcome to our weekly news show here on Backstage with Millionaires. I'm Caleb, your host, and it has been a crazy week in India's startup ecosystem. We've got six new startup unicorns. There's a new Indian NFT marketplace, some potentially bad news for Starlink, Policy Bazaar's upcoming IPO, M-Finds Oxygen Saturation Measurement Smartphone App, Baiju's acquisition of Akash, all of the latest funding news and more coming up right after this. All right, so first up in the news, let's talk about NFTs here in India. So in case you don't know what NFTs are yet, it's an acronym for non-fungible tokens. NFTs are token representations of digital assets. And when I say digital assets, I'm talking about things like digital art, items in video games like weapons, avatars, clothing, etc., and even virtual land and property in digital worlds. Now, not surprisingly, that word fungible has a lot of people, myself included initially, confused. And the reason for that is that most people don't have this word in their vocabulary. But it's actually really simple. Fungible just means mutually interchangeable. So coming back to India now, crypto trading platform WazirX has launched one of India's first ever NFT marketplaces. Now, you might be wondering why a crypto trading platform is setting up an NFT marketplace. And the reason for that is that you can't actually buy NFTs with fiat money. You have to buy them with cryptocurrency. And this is where things get a little bit tricky because the future of cryptocurrency here in India is very uncertain at this point. There's a proposed bill which aims to ban all private cryptocurrencies in India, but it's not clear whether that word private is actually intended to mean all non-government cryptocurrencies in India or whether they're specifically referring to private cryptocurrencies as opposed to public cryptocurrencies. But either way, cryptocurrencies have already had a very rough journey here in India so far. And if they're banned outright, then that would probably be the end of India's NFT market too. The global NFT market right now is pegged at upwards of $20 billion. That's upwards of 1.5 lakh crore rupees and has seen a more than 1,785% growth in 2021. What do you guys think? Are NFTs just a fad or are they here to stay? And specifically talking about India, do they have a future in this country or not? All right, next up in the news, we have some potentially bad news for SpaceX here in India. According to India Today, the Broadband India Forum, which is an independent policy forum and think tank, has written to the Telecom Regulatory Authority of India and ISRO, asking them to stop SpaceX from taking pre-orders for their satellite internet service called Starlink. Now, before I move any further with this news item, I should point out that members of the Broadband India Forum include Apple, Facebook, Google, Airtel's OneWeb, and Hughes, which is a satellite communications provider that has a presence in India. This forum is claiming that SpaceX doesn't have the required permissions to operate Starlink in the country. They don't have any ground stations here, they didn't get permission from ISRO or the Department of Telecommunication, and so this forum is recommending that SpaceX be required to get permission to operate in the country 
and that they adhere to any existing policies in India before they get up and running. Pre-orders for Starlink started about a month ago, and it's expected that the service will be fully rolled out across India by 2022. All right, next up in the news, and this is just a quick little update for you guys. It looks like Policy Bazaar, which is an online insurance aggregator platform, is going to be filing for IPO next month. Their IPO could value them at $3.5 billion. That's 26,055 crore rupees. And it's expected that they're going to be going public by the end of this year here in India. All right, next up in the news, online doctor consultation platform Mfine has launched a smartphone app that can measure your oxygen saturation levels without any secondary devices. It just uses your smartphone. What they're saying is that it's able to do this using your smartphone camera and that camera's flash. And I'm not a technical-minded person, I'm not a scientist, I'm not an engineer, so I really don't understand how this stuff works. But here's a quote from the company, I'm just gonna put it on screen now, and if you're interested, you can read more about how this app actually works. Now, the app is still in beta mode at the moment, but the company is claiming that it currently provides 80% medical grade Wow, I don't know if you guys can hear these crows. I think someone's feeding them on the roof of my building. But the company is claiming that it provides 80% medical grade accuracy. Now, full disclosure, this news item actually caught my attention initially because I'm currently recovering from COVID-19. I'm pretty much 99% back to normal, I feel healthy, and my symptoms were really mild to begin with, but I'm currently in self-quarantine and had briefly considered ordering an oximeter or oximeter, I'm not sure how you say that word, to measure my oxygen saturation levels. So the fact that Mfine has come out with an app like this and the fact that it's 80% accurate is really incredible to me. And I hope that this is just the start of these kinds of innovations and that in the future, people will be able to measure their health and understand their bodies just by using their smartphones. All right, next up in the news, it is official, guys. Baiju's has acquired Akash Educational Services. It's estimated that Baiju spent a billion dollars on this acquisition, and that 600 million of this was in cash and the rest in stock. According to Akash Chaudhary, who is the MD and co-promoter of the company, students who have wanted to access physical classrooms have gotten that from us. And those who wanted to access content and learning online have been served by Baiju's. Together, we will leverage the physical location and technology and online learning and offer students that is unique. I know that quote was a bit strangely worded, but I copied and pasted it directly from TechCrunch. This acquisition will give Baiju's access to more than 200 offline coaching centers, as well as access to Akash's 2.5 lakh students. So at this point, I think it's safe to say that Baiju's is the king of the hill. They are the undisputed champion of India's edtech space, and now they're setting their sights on the international market. They're doing this by setting up an international business called Baiju's Future School. This business will be led by Karan Bajaj, who is the founder and CEO of White Hat Jr. They're planning to launch this business in the US, the UK, Brazil, Indonesia, and Mexico next month. Initially, this future school will be offering coding and math courses. But over time, they're also going to be introducing courses for music, English, fine arts, and science. All right, moving on to some funding news Finally, let's talk about India's 
Six new unicorns. For the last couple of years, India's startup ecosystem has been getting approximately 10 unicorns per year, which is why it's so unbelievable, so mind-blowing that six Indian startups became unicorns in this last week alone. In total, this week, India's startup ecosystem raised 2.7 billion US dollars, which is a huge number, but Actually, the biggest funding round that happened this week wasn't with any one of these six new unicorns, but rather uh, an older startup unicorn called Swiggy. Out of that $2.7 billion, $800 million was raised by Swiggy. That's 5,960 crore rupees. This round valued Swiggy at close to $5 billion. That's 37,260 crore rupees and was led by investors like Falcon Edge Capital, Goldman Sachs, Think Investments, Amansa Capital, and Carmignac. According to one of Swiggy's co-founders, Sriharsha Majeti, the startup is on a very clear path to profitability. They'll be using these fresh funds to invest in new offerings as the company is looking to grow their business portfolio. Now, coming back to the six new unicorns, I'm just going to be listing them off in the order that they happened. Firstly, social commerce startup Misho raised $300 million, that's 2,230 crore rupees, at a valuation of $2.1 billion, that's 15,625 crore rupees. Then we have Cred, which is a platform that rewards you for paying your credit card bill on time, and they raised $215 million, that's 1,600 crore rupees in their Series D round, at a valuation of $2.2 billion, which is a 3x jump of their $800 million valuation from January of this year. After Cred, we have API Holdings, the parent company of PharmEasy, which is a platform that enables offline pharmacies to sell their medicine online. FarmEasy raised $350 million, that's 2,600 crore rupees, at an expected valuation of $1.5 billion, that's 11,160 crore rupees. Next up, we've got online investment platform Grow, which raised $83 million, that's 620 crore rupees, at a valuation of more than a billion dollars, that's more than 7,450 crore rupees. This is a 4x jump from the two $250 million that Grow was worth back in 2020. After Grow, we have ShareChat, which raised $502 million. That's 3,740 crore rupees in their Series E round, at a valuation of $2.1 billion. That's 15,665 crore rupees. And then finally, we have conversational messaging platform Gupshup, which raised $100 million. That's 746 six crore rupees to become a unicorn. All right, that is all the startup news that I have for you guys from this really amazing wild week. As always, I would like to say a very big thanks to all of our Backstage with Millionaires members, our unicorns and our decacorns, as well as all of the people that financially support us with applauds, applauds, applauding, by applauding. <laughs> You're all awesome people and I will see you in the next one.